Hello there, I'm Brandon Julian, the host of the Update Podcast, and hopefully you're enjoying your weekend. We have been banished from new episodes until Monday, but much like celebrity Jeff hoaxes, we will be popping up intermittently until then. While you can still hear new episodes of the Update every weekday, on weekends we will be looking into our archives from the past three years. In the past three years, we've covered a lot, both good and bad. Now, I don't want anybody to panic, because uh, while I might sound a little bit differently in our archived episodes, just with really better microphone quality and occasional co-hosts, know that we'll be back to new episodes on Monday. So again, enjoy the rest of your weekend. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have any more of your weekend. (laughs) We'll see you on Monday, and in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Enjoy our archived episodes all weekend. Good luck. Be safe. Please be well, take care of each other, and we'll see you back here for a new episode of The Update on Monday. You're listening to The Update with Brandon and Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. From WKRB's World Headquarters in New York, this is The Update with Brandon and Julian. Good morning, everyone. On this Friday morning, this flag day, this is the update. Brandon Julian reporting. In the news this morning, Cuba Gooding Jr. has pleaded not guilty to forcible touching and sexual abuse after a woman accused the actor of groping her at a New York City night spot. The 51-year-old Jerry Maguire star was arraigned yesterday after turning himself in to police. He smiled as he entered the courtroom as he entered the courtroom wearing a dark blue suit and led by a pair of detectives. He then turned serious as his case was called. A 29-year-old woman told police that Gooding grabbed her breasts while he was intoxicated around Sunday night at the Magic Hour rooftop bar and lounge. Gooding's junior, Mark Heller, said the security video will exonerate the actor. His next court date is June 26th. In other news this morning on this Friday, the Democratic National Committee has announced the 20 candidates who've qualified for the party's first presidential primary debates later this month. Montana... Uh, Montana Governor Steve Bullock was the most high-profile candidate left off the list. He failed to reach the parties' polling or grassroots fundraising thresholds. U.S. Representative Seth Moulton of Massachusetts, former U.S. Senator Mike Gravel of Alaska, and Meyer Mar, Florida Mayor Wayne Meesum were among the others who missed the threshold for the debate. Bullock's campaign <clears throat> excuse me, has argued that he should have qualified, but that the DNC changed its rules midstream, a charge that DNC chairman Tom Perez rejects. The debates will take place June 26th and 27th in Miami. 
NBC News plans on today to hold a random drawing assigning 10 candidates to each night. WKRB News Time is now 11.03. Missy Elliott, the creative mastermind who has written hit songs for a number of female acts and created camaraderie among women in the music industry, felt the love back from her musical sisters as she was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. During her performance yesterday, Lizzo brought Elliot's colorful music videos to life in an ensemble similar to what Elliot sported in the late 90s, the finger-wave hairdo included. Queen Latifah inducted Elliot with kind words, and even Michelle Obama, in a taped video, took her turn to say how much of a Missy, Missy Elliott fan she is. It all brought Elliot to tears near the end of her 10-minute speech. Yousef, Cat Stevens, and John Prine were also inducted into the 2019 class. <clears throat> Meanwhile this morning, Taylor Swift's latest song now has a new target, homophobes. The pop star released a new tune called You Need to Calm Down late last night, where she addresses her own haters, but also calls out those who attack the LGBTQ community. At one point on the beat-laden track, Swift sings, quote, And control your urges to scream about all the people you hate, because shade never made anybody less gay. At another point, she sings, You need to just stop. Like, can you just not step on his gown? You Need to Calm Down is the second single from Swift's just-announced seventh album, Lover, to be released on August 23rd. Swift also released a colorful lyric video to match the new song on YouTube late yesterday, appropriately during Pride Month. WKRB News Time is now 11.05. The crash earlier this week of a helicopter on the roof of the Manhattan skyscraper in Midtown has now raised security concerns because of the ease with which the chopper ventured into one of the nation's most tightly restricted airspaces. Some of the questions that are being posed are the same ones that are bede- that have bedeviled authorities after 9-11 nearly two decades ago. Are they able to react quickly enough to a rogue aircraft? And is shooting one down really feasible over a densely populated city? The answers from the experts are not so reassuring. Former Navy Special Forces officer Stephen Bucci says the post-9-11 system of no-flying zones that he helped design has proved very effective, but there is little to stop a helicopter pilot with bad intent from slamming into a Manhattan building. Meanwhile this morning, the New Yorker, we all know Ronan Farrow for their uh, Pulitzer, not their Pulitzer, their uh, their high-profile accounts that have brought some of the most famous people down in the hashtag MeToo era, Ronan Farrell sure knows how to get a media crowd buzzing. 
He accepted a mirror award for media reporting from Syracuse University yesterday, but paying tribute to journalists and industry leaders at a Manhattan luncheon for keeping the media honest and transparent. At the same time, Farrow said he could see people in the room who have lied to police and the New Yorker to protect the powerful. But at the podium and afterward, Farrow declined to physically name names. WKRB News Time is now 11.07. Up north we go now to White Plains, where a former day laborer who's been accused of bludgeoning a socialite to death at her family's suburban New York estate has now been sentenced to 22 years to life in prison. Estrus Maroquin Gomez was sentenced yesterday after pleading guilty back in May to killing 83-year-old Lois Coley at her North Salem estate back in November of 2015. Authorities said that Gomez hit Coley with a fire extinguisher during a confrontation. They said he had been injured at the family's property, Windswept Farm, and had been pursuing a workers' compensation claim. He fled to his native Guatemala and then Mexico before he was apprehended. Before he was sentenced, Gomez said he made a mistake and asked for forgiveness from God. Coley's his husband amassed a fortune by owning dozens of, Manhattan, of McDonald's restaurants. To the state capitol in Albany we go now. Uh, where Governor Cuomo has signed some legislation eliminating a religious exemption to vaccinate mandates for school children, of course, in the face of the nation's worst measles outbreak in decades. Cuomo signed the bill yesterday, soon after it was approved by lawmakers. Similar exemptions are allowed in 46 states, though lawmakers in several of them are also considering the elimination of the waiver. Maine nixed its religious exemption earlier this year. Hundreds of opponents of the bill, including the parents of unvaccinated children, protested outside the Capitol ahead of yesterday's vote. They say the bill is an assault on religious freedom. Supporters, however, say the misinformation spread by anti-vaxxers has created a public health crisis. Health officials said last week that this year's U.S. measles epidemic has surpassed 1,000 illnesses, the highest in 27 years. WKRB News Time is now 11.10. Also in the state capitol, the upstate New York prison tailor who helped two killers escape has now been denied parole for a third time. A parole board decision that was released yesterday says that Joyce Mitchell will be will remain behind bars for at least two more years. She's serving two and a third to seven years for helping Richard Matt and David Sweat escape Clinton Correctional Facility in Danamora back in June of 2015. She provided the tools the killers used in a prison break that was featured in the 2018 Showtime miniseries Escape at Danamora. State Corrections spokesman Thomas Maley says the parole board considered the victims' statements, institutional accomplishments, 
and the perceived danger to public safety and other factors in determining parole eligibility. The specific reasons for the board's decision were not released. Mitchell's next parole hearing at Bedford Hills Correctional Facility is in June of 2021. And finally this morning, down in Sandy Hook, New Jersey, a concert series on a popular beach has been canceled this summer to protect the dozens of shorebirds nesting there. Piping plovers usually only visit Sandy Hook, but this year, unusually, they've decided to build more than 20 nests. The Sandy Hook Foundation made the announcement yesterday. National Park Service officials say that noise disturbs the plovers, which are federally protected shorebirds. Sandy Hook is part of the Gateway National Recreation Area, which encompasses part of New York City and New Jersey. Gateway Superintendent Jen Narcian says they want, quote, these special birds to thrive. She said alternate locations for the concerts were scouted, but a suitable spot wasn't able to be found. Uh, Sandy Hook was, has supported nearly half of New Jersey's plover players, plover pairs over the last decade. WKRB News 10, now 11, 12. When we come back on this express edition of the update, we'll give you a check of your traffic and weather together. And then we're going to talk some sports The Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship last night. The Yanks lost in Chicago, and the Mets are playing two this this evening, although it's an unusual pairing of two. We're going to tell you about that in just one minute. This is an express edition of The Update with Brandon Julian on a Friday morning, a getaway Friday, also on Flag Day. Here on 90.3 WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. So you're giving up, just like that. Giving up on what? On getting an inheritance from a distant relative. Don't you think if there were a billionaire in the family, we'd know about it by now? Listen to me. We are one phone call away from riding horses on our own private polo grounds. One call from christening yachts, having a butler, using summer as a verb. How do you figure? Look, everyone's got a rich uncle somewhere. It's statistics. So the best thing you can do is just prepare for the inevitable. Right, which is why I thought maybe it would be smart to take control of my finances. You know, start using a budget, get out of debt, set some retirement goals. Budgets? Debt? You watch your mouth. Retirement shouldn't be a goal for us. It should be a way of life. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. WKRB News time going on 1115. Let's get you started with a check of the local subways this morning. 
Uh, if you're in Brooklyn or you're traveling to Brooklyn, you may experience a gap in service after after the MTA removed a southbound A train from service. So a lot of additional travel time or try using the uh, the C train instead. Also, your 456L, NQR, and W trains and the Staten Island Railway, they have midday planned work on them. For more in-depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work. You can check mta.info or you can download the My MTA app. Other than that, all the other subways that do not have planned work on them are running on or close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules, they are in effect today, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let's take a look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. We started off this day with lots of sunshine, uh, but the clouds have started to uh, roll in. It should be a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent afternoon. But as we go into this weekend, uh, we're going to reintroduce a little bit of heat, but we're also going to be introducing a lot of humidity for the weekend. For this afternoon, we'll have isolated showers, some of them around, otherwise mostly sunny. Highs around 74 degrees. And then for tonight, we'll have mostly clear skies, lows around 62. Tomorrow for your Saturday, Saturday is really the pick of the weekend. Sunny skies, highs around 81. Saturday night, we'll have a chance of showers after midnight, otherwise mostly cloudy, lows around 66. And then on Sunday, we'll have a chance of showers with some thunder with some thunderstorms possible in the afternoon. Otherwise, partly sunny and humid. Highs around 83. Currently outside right now, it is 63 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. Humidity is at 64%. The winds are out of the north at 7 miles per hour. 63 degrees. We're going up to around 74 this afternoon with the chance of those isolated showers. And it's also going to be breezy. WKRB News Time is now 11.17. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. The Yankees are starting another road trip. They're out on the south side of Chicago. Uh, Lurie Garcia had a tie-breaking solo homer off Adam Adovino in the seventh inning, and the White Sox rallied to beat the Yankees 5-4. Garcia looked at two cold strikes from Adovino before battling back and sending the 11th pitch of the at-bat over the right center field wall for his fourth home run of the year. Speaking of the Yankees, uh, they could get some reinforcements back soon. Uh, They could get Giancarlo Stanton back next week after he's been shelled by a series of injuries And Aaron Judge is also getting closer after being sidelined by a strained left oblique. Stanton is taking his minor league rehab assignment to AAA Scranton-Wilkes-Barre for its weekend series at Durham. And while Judge and Stanton are moving in the right direction, Kendry's Morales was placed on the 10-day injured list because of a, a left calf strain. Out at City Field, the Mets are going to be playing two games tonight, but it's really just trying to get through one game and then starting the next game. Uh, The game between the Mets and the Cardinals was suspended in the ninth because of rain, literally just moments after Harrison Bader hit an RBI double with two outs that tied the game. 
Play will resume today in the bottom of the ninth inning, and that'll be followed by the regularly scheduled game between the teams. Know where if they can, how they're going to space it out between these two games. Uh, and finally, last night, the NBA championship has finally been decided. Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors have, con- have captured the country's first major title in 26 years with their most remarkable road win yet in the franchise's NBA Finals debut. They outlasted the battered and depleted two-time defending champion Golden State Warriors 114-110 last night in Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Stephen Curry missed a three-pointer in the waning seconds in the final game at Oracle Arena. Klay Thompson suffered a torn ACL in his left knee during the game. I tell you, watching that game, I, I didn't think I was going to make it. That's the most stressed out I've ever been with a team that is not named the New York Mets. Turns to today's action, uh, the Mets and Cardinals, they'll resume their game from last night at 6-10 this evening in the bottom of the ninth inning, tied at 4. Uh, that'll be followed by their regularly scheduled game, which is supposed to start at 7-10 this evening. Uh, Steven Matz will get the ball from the Mets in that start. Daniel Ponce de Leon gets the starting place of Adam Wainwright. He'll go for St. Louis. And the Yankees are in Chicago to face the White Sox tonight at 8-10. CC Sabathia will get the ball for the Yankees. Lucas Giolito will go for the White Sox. WKRB News, time now 11-20. When we come back on this Express edition of the Update, we'll talk about what happened on this day in history that's coming up in just one minute. This is an Express edition of the Update with Brandon Julian on a Friday morning. A getaway Friday, also on Flag Day, here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never saw moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Paging common sense. Paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian, everyone, here at 90.3 WKRB. We're also streaming online at WKRB.org. Our WKRB News time now 1122. Uh, let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this June the 14th. 
The highlight of his day came in 1954 when President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed a measure adding the phrase under God to the Pledge of Allegiance. In 1775, the Continental Army, the forerunner of the United States Army, was created. In 1777, the Second Continental Congress approved the design of the original American flag. In 1940, German troops entered Paris during World War II. The same day, the Nazis began transporting prisoners to the Auschwitz concentration concentration camp in German-occupied Poland. In 1943, the U.S. Supreme Court in West Virginia State Board of Education v. Barnett ruled 6-3 that public school students could not be forced to salute the flag of the United States. In 1968, Dr. Benjamin Spock and three other peace activists were convicted in Boston of conspiring to encourage young men to evade the draft during the Vietnam War. Uh, The verdicts were later overturned by an appeals court. Also, the Iron Butterfly single Ina Gada Davida was released by Atco Records. In 1982, Argentine forces surrendered to British troops on the disputed Falkland Islands. In 1985, the 17-day hijack ordeal of TWA Flight 847 began as a pair of Lebanese Shiite Muslim extremists seized the jetliner shortly after takeoff from Athens, Greece. In 1986, Def claimed Broadway libertist Alan J. Lerner in New York at the age of 67. Argentine author Jorge Luis Borges in Geneva at the age of 86, and Wild Kingdom horse Marlon Perkins in suburban St. Louis at the age of 81. In 1990, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld 6-3 police checkpoints that examined drivers for signs of intoxication. In 1993, President Bill Clinton nominated Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. In 1999, about 15,000 NATO peacekeepers spread out across Kosovo, including a convoy of about 1,200 U.S. Marines. And in 2017, the knife-wielding gunman opened fire on Republican lawmakers at a congressional baseball practice in Alexandria, Virginia, wounding House Whip Steve Scalise and several others. The assailant died in a battle with police. Also, fire ripped through the 24-story Grenfell Tower in West London, killing 71 people. WKRB News, time now 1126. When we come back on the update this morning, it'll be time to talk national news and we'll talk about how the Trump administration, they're turning to some advisors from a climate change rejecting think tank to craft science on global warming. We're going to talk about that in just one minute. This is an express edition of the update with Brandon Julian on a Friday morning, a getaway Friday, another one also on Flag Day here on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment.
Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at mixcloud.com slash the WKRB update. Welcome back to this Express edition of the Update of Brad and Julian. You're 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online on WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 11.28. It is time to talk some national news on this Friday. And we begin this morning in Washington, where a Trump administration national security official is now turning to advisors from a climate change-rejecting think tank for help crafting his challenges to mainstream science on global warming. The Environmental Defense Fund obtained the emails of National Security Council advisor William Happer under the Freedom of Information Act. The group then provided them to the Associated Press. The email exchanges this February and March show Happer consulting with two advisors to the Heartland Institute on a paper attempting to knock down climate change. The Heartland Institute is a prominent opponent of mainstream scientific findings that fossil fuel emissions are damaging the Earth's atmosphere. Academic reports criticize the officials' continued work with groups and scientists who reject what numerous federal agencies say is the fact of climate change. The National Security Council declined to comment. In other news this morning, out west in Phoenix, Arizona, some advocates were shocked to find a teenage mom and her premature newborn daughter huddled in a Border Patrol facility and what they say was another example of the poor treatment that immigrants receive. The mother is a Guatemalan teen who crossed the border without a parent and was held at a facility in McAllen, Texas. Hope Fire, a volunteer who visits detention centers to ensure they comply with federal guidelines, said the baby was born in Mexico in early May and has a head the size of her fist. She says the baby should have immediately received medical care. Fire said that the mom was in a wheelchair and in extreme pain. Advocates that say they were being sent to a facility for undergrade, underage immigrants today. Customs and Border Protection has not commented. 
WKRB News Time is now 1131. Back in Washington, the president is now saying that he may contact the FBI if a foreign power presented him with negative information about a political opponent. But in an interview this morning with Fox and Friends, he appeared to walk back his comments from earlier in the week. The president still said he would, of course, look at the information in order to determine whether or not it was, quote, incorrect. But he added that if he thought anything was incorrect or badly stated, he would absolutely notify law enforcement. Those comments are different than what he told ABC this week when he said he would consider accepting information from an outside nation and would not contact law enforcement. And of course, that outraged Democrats who said it evoked Russia's 2016 election interference. We'll be back with more national news in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 11.32. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. WKRB News Time is now 11.33. Out west in Denver, nearly two decades after the name Columbine became synonymous with a school shooting, The suburban Denver community surrounding the school is now debating whether it's time to tear down a building that also became a beacon for people obsessed with the killings. School officials said the number of people trying to get close to or even inside the school reached record levels this year, and they worry that growth will continue unabated. Jefferson County School Superintendent Jason Glass says security staff contacted more than 2,400, quote, unauthorized visitors on Columbine's campus this year. The threats are no secret, but the idea of knocking down a school that's central to the community's identity is rousing old pain and emotion, particularly for staff and students who survived that 1999 attack that killed 13 people. In other news this morning, down in Baltimore, the nation's Roman Catholic bishops have approved new steps this week to deal more strongly with the clergy's sex abuse crisis. But activists and others say the moves leave the bishops in charge of policing themselves and potentially keep law enforcement at arm's length. Uh, As their national meeting in Baltimore concluded yesterday, 
The bishop stopped short of mandating that lay experts take part in investigating priests that are accused of child molestation or other misconduct. They also didn't specify a procedure for informing the police of abuse allegations fielded by a newly proposed hotline. The meeting followed a string of sex abuse-related developments that presented the bishops and the 76 million-member U.S. Church with unprecedented challenges. Many dioceses around the U.S. have been targeted by prosecutors demanding secret files. WKRB News Time is now 11.35. And finally this evening, finally this morning... (laughs) Out in Aurora in Oregon, there's a global hemp research lab. It's part of a larger movement to bring the standardization to hemp that traditional crops like corn and cotton enjoy. It's a critical step toward accountability and consistency in an industry that sprung up almost overnight since the U.S. legalized hemp last year. The Global Hemp Innovation Center was unveiled this week by Oregon State University and will be the largest such research hub in the United States. Oregon State will also begin certifying hemp seeds so that farmers can be confident they're getting quality seeds. A National Review Board for Hemp Varieties is also getting up and running. Interest in the cannabis crop has exploded because of hemp-derived CBD. It's a compound marketed as having health benefits without the high caused by marijuana. We'll be back with the celebrity birthdays for this today when the update with Brandy Julian returns in just 60 seconds. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up... I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be warm on a I want to day. be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. If you're a single man under the age of 35, you'd probably like to know what the ladies are looking for on an online dating site. A guy who had a few drinks and later got pulled over for buzz driving. See, that could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. And doesn't a guy who's back living with his parents but calls them my roommates just scream Mr. Right? Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. From New York, where kids eat for free, this is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. This is the update, and it is time to talk about our celebrity birthdays. Actress Marla Gibbs is 88 years old. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, the Democrat from Maryland, is 80. Country rock musician Spooner Oldham is 76. Rock singer Rod Argent from the Zombies and Argent is 74. President Donald Trump is 73, and so is singer Janet Lennon of the Lennon Sisters. Rock musician Barry Melton is 72. Rock musician Alan White from Yes is 70. Actor Eddie Mika is 67. 
Actor Will Patton is 65. Olympic gold medal speed skater Eric Hyden is 61. Jazz musician Marcus Miller is 60. Singer Boy George is 58. Rock singer Chris DeGarmo is 56. Actress Trailer Howard is 53. Actress Yasmin Bleef is 51. So is actor Faison Love, and so is actor Stephen Wallum. International Tennis Hall of Famer Steffi Graf is 50. Actor Sullivan Stapleton is 42. Sing- screenwriter Diablo Cody is 41. Actor Lawrence St. Victor is 37. Actor Torrance Combs is 36, and so is actor J.R. Martinez. Actor and singer Kevin McHale is 31. Actress Lucy Hale is 30. Pop singer Jesse Nelson from Little Mix is 28. Country singer Joel Krause is 27. And actor Daryl Sabara is also 27. Those are the celebrity birthdays for this June the 14th. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Final check of your rail conditions if you're heading out to the subways right now. Your northbound N trains, they are still delayed because of trains brakes were activated near Kings Highway. So allow some additional travel time there. Uh, also, your 456L, NQR, and W trains and the Staten Island Railway, they all have midday planned work on them. For more in-depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work. You can check mta.info or you can download the MyMTA app. Other than that, all the other subways that do not have planned work on them are running on or close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules, they are in effect today. And garbage and recycling is on schedule. Final look at our forecast. We'll have mostly sunny skies with a small chance of some isolated showers this afternoon. Highs around 74. Tonight with a mostly clear skies, lows around 62. Tomorrow for your Saturday really is the pick of the weekend. Sunny skies, highs around 81. And then on Sunday, a chance of showers with some thunderstorms also possible in the afternoon. Also going to feel a lot more humid somewhat summery up otherwise partly sunny highs around 83 uh, currently outside right now 65 degrees and mostly cloudy humidity is at 65 percent the winds rather the north at five miles per hour 65 degrees we're going up to around 74 this afternoon our thought for today is from president woodrow wilson born in 1856 and died in 1924 This is from an address that was delivered on this day in 1915. The flag, our thought for today is, the flag of the United States has not been created by rhetorical sentences and declarations of independence and in bills of rights. It has been created by the experience of a great people, and nothing is written upon it that it has not been written by their life. It is the embodiment, embodiment, not a sentiment, of a history. I will let you guys ponder on that, but before we go, yesterday was graduation here on the Kings uh, here on on the Kingsborough campus. So before I well before we go, I just want to take a moment and want to take this opportunity and say thanks. 
this, of course, has been a short broadcast, but it's been a very long game. Throughout it, the people who have helped me on worked on this show and support this show have remained committed. This show will be moving to the summer, to the evening this summer, beginning on July 1st. I wish my WKRB colleagues who have grad, who graduated yesterday the best of luck, but they won't need it because of all because of all the people because of all the people who have backed them up. So I would like to use the time I have left on this particular day to recognize them. Their hours have been long and unpredictable. Their family and friends have been unfailingly patient. I am awed every day by their dedication to help me put together this show and help tell the story of this great city. I am awed by their grace. I have been thankful for Chris. I've been grateful for Chris and Jazz who will help me on this show, not only with segments, but to put the sounds of this show together. And I am thankful and entirely grateful to have you have a, uh, a general manager in the station in Rob and a program assistant in Malcolm who has helped me with every step of the way, no matter how much that I have faced in the last in the last couple of months. No matter what has happened, I thank them for all their hard work. And I thank you, the listening audience, for always being there. We are taking a little bit of a sabbatical. We will be back on June, on July 1st, Monday from 6 to 7, Monday through Thursdays in the evening. Visions and Solutions, Soul Jazz Phenom, and Sweet Sounds, they take you right through the weekend. The update will be returning somewhat soon. We're taking a little bit of a hiatus to get ourselves together for a long summer stretch. For all of us here at WKRB, thank you so much for joining us. Get out there and enjoy today and the weekend also. Also, have a great Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I'm Brandon Julian. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you soon, if not before.